Welcome to the Work Utopia podcast, the number one show on the internet for job seekers, professionals, and anyone else who desires an outstanding life. Dream up your work utopia, get all the tools you need, create an amazing career, and live a life full of purpose, positivity, and happiness. And now, the man dedicated to helping you attract your ultimate work, Alexander Lauren. Hey! Good day, listener. Welcome. Welcome to the Work Utopia podcast. It's going to be a great day. Yesterday, my four-year-old and my nine-year-old, they both won recognition awards at their primary school. The Lawrence Rule. It, it was a highlight. It was a highlight for me to see them both in front of the school, especially my little guy. My wife and I wondered, is he going to conform? <laughs> he did. He did. I have wonderful children, I gotta tell you. Last month, my goal... I had this goal last month and it was cre- to create a legacy, a memory box and have it, you know, have it ready for them whenever they, they want to access it. I did achieve this goal and I created a nice video with a whole bunch of clips I collected and along with an explanation of the box and how I felt about my kids. I had my youngest at 42 years of age and my mind nags me at times about it. Stupid mind, stupid negative mind. I can live, you know, I can live until I'm 50 or I can live until I'm 100 years old. Who knows? I don't know. But the legacy box, the memory box, it it quiets that nagging. And you know what? It's It's just cool. Wouldn't it be cool for them in the future? You know, maybe my grandchildren will get a kick out of it. Maybe I can be a history project for for my great-grandchildren. Anyways, I love my kids. And you know what? I actually, I want, I want another child. And you know what? If all goes according to plan, because I've been thinking about this, if all goes according to plan, I am going to adopt another child in the next couple of years. Or I am going to adopt a child. I want to dedicate this show to the topic of patience. And wow, <laughs> my kids, they test mine. Actually, no, they just, they test it sporadically. Rather, I want to, I want to talk about what patience is. Uh, the, you know, the virtue of patience. And I have a great tool. I have a great tool to help with patience. Patience is a virtue. There's another, there's another one of those ideas that are floating out there that we accept. So Google tells me that this came out of a poem called Piers Plowman, written by William Langlin between 1360 and 1387. And it's also similar to the Latin expression Maxima Enim Patienta Virtus. Patience is the greatest virtue. You know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not a false belief. Maybe it is the greatest virtue. Now, it's funny. I just happened to be working on a project about about religious foundations. And patience seems to come up in Buddhism, Christianity, and, and Islam. Patience 
is considered a virtue in Christianity. There's, there's no doubt about that. In Buddhism, if you can perfect patience, you know, that gets you closer to your, your ultimate goal. And in Islam, here, here's a reference. Here's a great little reference. Al-Ghazali, who was referred to by some historians as the single most influential Muslim after the Islamic prophet Muhammad, lists patience as one of the principal mystical virtues. All of the principal mystical virtues lead to love, the most important mystical virtue. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Now I've had the I've had numerous comments on my personality over the years. You know, people have told me, "Oh, you know, you're really laid back. You're you're easygoing, and boy, you are patient." And I was trying to figure out if I was actually born like this. Was I born like this, or was this a learned behavior? Now I'm not there yet. I don't. I'm. I haven't fully concluded. But I think that I've. I have met people who seem to be really, really impatient. And I mean, were they born like this? Were they born really impatient? Like they were when they were a baby, they 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 would spit out their pacifier and they say, "This pacifier sucks." <laughs> Excuse the pun there. This pacifier sucks. Give me a new one. Or I just wet my diaper. Change it. Change it. Change it right away. Change it right away. Or play. I want to play some more. Come on, more attention. More, 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 more. All of this is going through a baby's head, an infant's head. Vocal cords are not developed, but the baby's going crazy with impatience. That, you know, that sounds kind of silly, right? So, I was probably not born with patience. And I can remember many times in my youth of giving up and just quitting. And, uh, you know, Alexander in the past, it's okay. Look at you now! <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I think it's good to talk to my ba- my past self at times. Okay, so I guess I'm, I'm going to go with learned behavior. And learned behavior, practice, practice, practice. And my my children, they're, they're wonderful teachers, right? If I snap, I know that I've lost my patience. I become aware of it, and then I try to go back. Ever work with people who snap in the workplace? People who let authority get to their head. And they exercise their authority on people, on their on, on the people who are trying to make a living. You know, the people trying to make a living, trying to earn money for food and shelter. These people at, who snap at co-workers or snap at their subordinates, these people are the most ridiculous people in the world. They're some of the most ridiculous people in the world. I've only worked with one. I've worked with one yeller. Years ago, I was I was a waiter and a bartender. I did this for a few years. And I worked at a restaurant. The owner's, the owner's son-in-law communicated to his staff by yelling. Now, the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry is really stressful. When you get slammed... It's stressful, I know. It's very stressful. But yelling? Yelling at people? Really? After a, you know, after a while is I thought forget it. Forget it. I mean, I was really making good money at the time, but it was just not worth it. I mean, imagine I go to work. 
I'm at my workplace. I hear my coworkers getting yelled at. And then I'm getting yelled at here and there. And then suddenly, you know, I go home. I fall sick. I suddenly develop the sickness. And within weeks or a month, you know, maybe I'm dead. And I spent the last month, year, two months of my life, whatever it is, being around people who yell at me, people who yell at others. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I quit that job. Of course I quit that job. In retrospect, when I think back to it now, that person, that yeller, that yeller was a, he was a really a great teacher. He role modeled on how not to behave. And it really helped me a lot because I, I did, I took one more job after that. I, maybe I, I lasted for about a month and I ultimately returned to the business world. I had kind of taken a hiatus from the business world. So I went right back to it. So I really do owe, owe that person some appreciation for that yelling. How about you, listener? How is your patience? How much, how much can you tolerate? If you think you can improve and you want to improve, then do it. What's stopping you? Oh, I know, I know, you know, intellectually, we get, we get into this trap where we intellectually say that, you know, we're going to become more patient. I am going to be more patient from now on. But then you start living and in an actuality, you don't actually get more patient. Intellectually, you then intellectually tell yourself, okay, this is not working. Now I'm lying to myself. Uh-oh, my self-esteem, my self-esteem is taking a hit. Here comes the negative mind getting in the way. You know, if you want to have more patience, make a plan. Write it out. Set a goal. Start a patience journal. Imagine it. Imagine it all. And, you know, write it out. Write out what your triggers are. Recount moments of impatience. Recount the moments that hurt you and the, the moments that hurt other people. Okay, you got all that? Good. So you've got all that. What can you do instead? Think, what can I do instead? What tool can I use? What cool what tool can I use? When I know, then I am about to flip my lid. The best tool, the best tool I have ever heard, is to simply ask your breath to become present. I don't know if you realize this, but your breath is your greatest ally. You are nothing without your breath. You know, you're, you're, you don't even, you're dead if you don't have breath. You know, you're nothing without your breath. Not, at least not in this life, in this version of life. So if you want to practice patience, just, just breathe. Just breathe before you act. You, now, you know how you are. You've, you've done the work. You've planned it out. And when you know that you are about to lose your patience, remember your breath and follow it. Follow it. Follow it going inside of your body. And then follow it going outside of your body. And when you're in that moment and you're becoming aware of your breath, you'll probably notice that your breath 
is really short. It's short and it's fast. And it doesn't seem right to you. I became aware of that when I first started this. Just for a moment or two. You know, I blocked everything out. And it was like, whoa, my breathing really sucks. So. In. Out. Nice and long. It's your friend. It's your greatest ally. It was the greatest tool that I ever used to enhance my patience. So again, recognize your patience levels. Think about typical situations at work, work at work, at home, on the street, in your car. Remember all of these situations where you have lost your patience. You could probably, it's probably pretty easy to remember because when you've snapped, it's left a bit of a lasting impression in your body, in your mind. So do whatever you can to, to remember all of these things. Write them out if you have to. If that works for you, write it all out. And then when you're ready, just bring in your breath in these situations. Use your breath to help you. Practice this. And you know what? Even, even still, go back in time. Relive those memories. And change your behavior in your memories, in your mind's eye. Change how you reacted. And see your breathing. Bring in your breathing instead and see yourself being a calm person. That's it for me. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Breathe well. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work Utopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Alexander on LinkedIn and follow work underscore utopia on Twitter. Need some career advice or help? Contact Alexander via email at alex at workutopia.com. Till next time.